Hi, Robbie here. I haven't been sleeping well lately, which I find reassuring. It means I haven't been desensitized. It means I haven't succumbed to the dangers that threaten humankind. It means I'm still in the game. So let's play. With the specifics in the Ukraine and the world's reactions to them changing at the speed of light, not to mention the speed of intentionally deceptive social and mass media, I think it's a waste of time at this point to analyze strategy, tactics, political fallout, and any other reactive measures being considered. Instead, let's deal with the prime drivers of this bloody madness. Vladimir and the Donald, turds of a feather. Both need to book a trip to Oz ASAP because they're both in need of a heart. Not just any heart, but a humane one. Even if they have to get it from a charlatan wizard, it's better than the empty cubbyhole they have where a heart ought to be. Such unfeeling men reaching such lofty heights. I guess it doesn't say much about the people who enabled them, and that'd be all of us in one way or another including me. The biggest difference, and the biggest differences between these two monsters, differences that don't bode well at all, start with these. Vladimir is organized. Donald is sloppy. Vladimir plans precisely. He measures twice and cuts once. Donald is a lucky oaf who throws thousands of mud balls at the wall, hoping one sticks. And worst of all, drumroll please, Vladimir wins at chess, while Donald loses at checkers. So these creatures are responsible for what follows, both in this installment and in the world our children either enjoy or simply endure along with billions of children we've never met and are never going to meet. The potential collective hurt is overwhelming, and only a superhuman Buddha type could feel it all and also sleep soundly. Now, last night, my wife was righteously indignant, and rightly so, as she got as agitated as she's ever gotten about such things as she told me that Putin was hurting his own people. She was, at that moment, more attractive than she already is. My response was that Putin doesn't have his own people. He doesn't have any people whose interests matter to him. Putin just has Putin. And what matters to him is all that matters. He's a skilled and selfish creature an ill creature from the dark ages. That Russians will go hungry, Germans will freeze, and a stable Europe with its splendid science, which among other things created vaccines that averted an existential disaster, matters not to him. That the wealth disparity in America will increase and lead to even more civil unrest and ugly bigotry, well, not only doesn't he care, it is, in all likelihood, a goal of his. Now, on a personal note that's relevant, 
It took me a good 40 years to develop deep empathy for large groups of people I don't and will never know. But once kids came along, that development accelerated like a baseball dropped from the top of a skyscraper. So I, as no doubt many of you do, feel physically ill while absorbing the surreal nightmare the Ukrainian people are experiencing. As well as the additional hardships, the billions of us, not just the people of Europe and the American poor and middle class, but all of us, billions of men, women, and children in every nook and cranny of this third stone from the sun may well have to endure. Side note, third stone from the sun was Jimi Hendrix. Third rock from the sun was an NBC sitcom. This ain't no sitcom, folks. Now, I'm big on irony. It'd be wonderful if the Chinese end up turning on madman Vlad and knock him on his isolated COVID-fearing ass. If you weren't aware, the Russian people are dying or being disabled in massive numbers from the virus. And the Russian government, which is under Vlad's massive thumb, have a watered-down liquid they call a vaccine, one that may not be a total placebo, but certainly isn't giving him a crop of healthy, fresh young troops to slaughter others and or be slaughtered themselves. And lest we forget that Donald applauds Vladimir as Donny Boy drools with anticipation. Anticipation of Biden's failure. Anticipation bordering on giddiness as he fantasizes millions upon millions of his own countrymen choosing between getting to work and feeding their families. After saying that, it dawned on me immediately that he, like Putin, has no fellow countrymen. Finally, Finally, let me speak the unspeakable. Putin will use nuclear weapons on hundreds of millions of people to achieve his maniacal goals. And brilliant men and women in the bowels of the Pentagon and the equivalent of other nations' defense fortresses, they know this, and they've conveyed it to the figureheads, meaning the elected and appointed officials whose faces we see each day on our networks of choice. If you were wondering why the Western reaction is so circumspect, as in hesitant to take risks, this now explains the reluctance to go at him full bore. I have to give credit to an 85-year-old man with the energy and gumption of someone a third his age and the wisdom of someone twice his age, who reminded me that Hitler, having finally alienated his own military, killed himself in a bunker before they got to him. But not until tens of millions had died. So here's the bottom line. We have to learn from history. As cold as this sounds on the surface, it'll end up keeping hearts warm. Whether from within or without, Putin himself 
has to die to prevent hundreds of millions, if not billions, of deaths. Oof. All right. To be continued, as this tragedy plays out, I can only hope it's not the final act of this seemingly surreal, yet all-too-real human drama. This is Robbie. Stay as cool and as level-headed as possible. And do everything you can to stay healthy. Bye-bye.